the Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 86. How important is public relations in modern day sports? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I am your host, Ed Bowers. If you haven't already, sign up to my free sports career course, where in seven days I explain to you how you can pursue a career in the sports industry after university. So go to education2sport.com and sign up today. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports PR. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Anne-Marie Batson. Anne-Marie is an independent public relations consultant, keynote speaker, sports broadcaster and the founder of Amber Glass PR, where she specialises in public crisis, reputation management and media relations. I can happily say that I'm very fascinated about Anne-Marie's line of work and it's great to have her as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Anne-Marie will share her sports career journey and explain to you the importance of public relations in modern day sports. Anne-Marie, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Thank you for having me on your show today, Ed. Was That's a really, really great question because my career didn't take the usual tra- trajectory for sports industry PR. I actually started working in a uh, community record label for a few years. I worked in TV production. I then worked as a DJ for children's parties And then I worked on the railway for 10 years. And out of those 10 years is where I really learned my craft about PR and public relations and how to craft messaging and how to work with the media and how to work with MPs. And it was from that, really, that my interest in sport really peaked. I come from a sporting family. My uncle played football in the late 70s, early 80s, and I'd always watch my dad play football on the sidelines. I played netball as a young person. I ran in the athletics as well. So sport's always been in the background, but I didn't really think it could become a career until I actually started working in PR properly in the railway industry. That sounds really interesting. Just looking back from those 10 years with regards to working on the train line, for example, what career skills have supported you now looking back? The best career skill I learned when I worked on the railway was crisis management, and it still is. And actually, second to that, I would add learning how to build relationships with different groups. So, for example, when you're working on the railway, you're not having just to have to build relationships with the media. You're having inquiries from members of parliament and councillors. You have neighbours, the local community You have the police sometimes that you need to liaise with. So there's all different types of groups that all require different types of messaging because they're different audiences. And learning how to speak in that way 
and learning how to write in that way has been able to help me in today, knowing how I need to speak to a sports journalist, but also I might need to have a conversation with an athlete or with an agent or with a organisation. And that has truly come from those years of working on the railway because it's the same skills. You must be able to deal with people. You must be able to speak to people, to relate to people, and you must be able to write in different styles of way for those audiences as well. Absolutely. So what inspired you to work in the sports industry? Can you remember your breakthrough moment looking back now? My breakthrough moment came through, actually. It was a conversation with my uncle. He and I used to debate football quite a bit. He talked a lot about the match and tactics and team lineups. And my subject was always about the business of sport, those stories that were starting to make national headlines. And I was always intrigued to see how, say, for a football club would manage that situation. And it became apparent that some clubs have got better at it now, to be fair. But a few years ago, the standard line, if there was a story breaking about the club or about a footballer, was no comment. And in my years on the railway industry, we were taught that we could not say the words no comment. And that kind of piqued my interest. How could you encourage clubs and other sporting organisations to talk openly and honestly about situations that were making the front page news? And that's when my interest in sport really peaked. And I thought this is a gap here that I'm willing to get involved in and show that this is something that I can deliver for clients. Just looking at sport as a bigger picture, how have you seen the sports industry develop looking back from the last 20 years, in your opinion? The biggest thing for me in the last 20 years has definitely been digital and social media. The fact now that fans and athletes, whichever sport it is, can connect with each other 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Also, the explosion about how stories are broken. I remember those days of watching a club play a game and then you'd read about it in the next day in the newspaper. Today, the story's pretty much online straight away, even during the game as well. And also the fact about coverage, the fact that you can watch matches live as they are happening, of course, but also now if you're watching on the television, you can replay and rewind. You can actually record it and watch it later. So there's, that's another side to it too. And the final thing I would say is about information, how quickly information is now shared. Whether or not it's accurate, that's another debate for another day. But the fact is, is that as soon as a tweet goes out or a post goes out or something goes up online that information can be spread within seconds. So I think that's how it's changed very much in the last 20 years. What you're talking about really does relate to today's main topic. How important is public relations in modern day sports? The explosion of media outlets bodes well for the future of public relations in sports because there's a real public hunger now for information. The one thing I say to my clients now is that people are not silly, they're not stupid, they're very savvy, they will ask questions that need to be answered. They are hungry for sports news, they're hungry for data, they're hungry for player information. Is there any, if there's any controversy, that needs to be debated. So I think we play, as in sports PR people, play a very important role bridging that gap between our client and whatever sports organisation or athlete or business is on the other side. Because there is so much public interest now, and there is the opportunity on the one side for increasing visibility, we can help with that. But then there's the other side as well. If things are happening that are making 
front page news or there's questions being asked, we can also help manage that situation as well. So what inspired you to set up your own PR company out of interest? What inspired me was the fact that I have always wanted to work for myself since I was about 13, 14. I wanted to be an actress, actually, when I was about 13 and 14. I wanted to be on the stage and I wanted to be on film. And I did a lot of drama at school. And then media came into my life when I was about 16, 17. I studied it at A-level. And I thought, well, this is good because in both those professions, you work for yourself, you're self-employed. And I thought, well, this is the way for me to go. Um, but I knew that I needed to learn my craft first. Uh, but I'm also somebody who's very fiercely independent. So it's been a strange way of working, really, having to learn my craft and learn from my mentors and learn from my employers. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, thinking I can do this on my own. I know what I'm doing now. So after, as I mentioned, those 10 years of working and learning the skills, I felt now was the time. Now is the time then I'm ready to strike out on my own. Would you mind explaining to listeners a little bit more detail what your PR company is about in the services you provide? My PR company is, I would say, it focuses on a specific niche. My specialism is crisis management. My job is to help protect clients, help them with any issues or potential crisis. As I mentioned earlier, the digital explosion now plays a big part in the way that we consume news. So this is one of the things that I can offer to clients and I help them manage bad times. The one rule I have, though, is that I cannot make a problem go away. Those days I've been able to spin stories or turn a story into something else. That's not part of my values. I'm all about being open and honest and encouraging my clients to have integrity and understand that you cannot bury your heads in the sand or hope that the problem will go away what I will do is help you manage the pain in inverted commas and navigate you through the difficult times so you can get through the other side. It may not be pleasant, but I'm there to help and advise and guide you. I find this really interesting. I think it's really important as well. Out of interest, what have you been up to recently? So recently, actually, I've had the opportunity to start doing some sports journalism work. My two passions in terms of sports are tennis and football, and I've been offered the opportunity to start writing about what's going on in both those industries. So in particular with the tennis, there's been a big story about Novak Djokovic um, talking to the players about possible changes that they want to put forward for the game. So I've been writing about that. I've also been looking at increasing my, uh, raising my awareness about my brand as well, because what I do is very, very niche. It's a lot of it is about building credibility with potential clients. So I spent a lot of time building relationships networking, writing articles, making sure I'm on social media so I'm visible as well. So hopefully that will attract more work my way. Out of interest, what have you enjoyed the most from your career journey looking back so far? Do you know what, Ed? I can't really answer that question because I don't even think I've scratched the surface yet. I think if you were to push me, I'd say my answer is that the fact that I have my own business now, that that dream is now true and now I need to build on that dream. The fact that I've, I wanted to own my own business since I was 14, 15 and I've managed to set it up in the last uh, two, three years has been really enjoyable. At times very stressful, at times thinking what have I got myself into but I don't regret it for a second and that's the way that I know I'm on the right path and I'm really happy with that. 
I could definitely relate to what you're saying there with regards to pushing the boundaries and doing something you want to do when you're younger. It's very similar to my podcast journey so far. Sometimes it takes two to three years to get things going and believing in yourself. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university sports students who want to pursue a career in the sports industry? There are several things that I would suggest. The first thing is immerse yourself. Immerse yourself. Live it and breathe it. It should be the thing that you first think about in the morning, apart from having a cup of tea or coffee. And the last thing you think of at night, you need to be watching sport. You need to be reading about sport. That was the one tip that someone gave me a long time ago is about reading about what's going on. You have to be across everything. So in my world, of course, as I've just talked about the Novak Djokovic story at the Australian Open, there are other stories at the moment that are happening that I'm across. And I do that by reading the headlines, reading the stories and reading how journalists write as well and how they put their stories out on social media. So you really have to immerse yourself, watch as many live matches or live races as you possibly can and really live it and breathe it. That's my first bit of advice. My second bit of advice is know the business, spot the trends. So you asked me about how the industry has moved on in the last 20 years. And I talked about the digital explosion. That is the way things are going now, particularly from the print side. So do you know which journalist writes for which newspaper? Do you know which owner owns Arsenal Football Club or who runs athletics or who the British race, who looks after horse racing in this country? Know the people know a bit of their backstory as well and know the trends. I think a lot of it is about having knowledge. Experience will come, that is for sure, but you've got to have the knowledge. And the last thing I would say is a question that's asked of me a lot of the time is, um, you know, why do you get into sport? And the first thing I say is, yes, I'm passionate about it because a lot of people use that passion. But the other thing I say is because I want to do I want to be a part of that world because I think I can offer something to it. I believe that I can offer something a bit different. Find something that is unique to you about working in the sports industry. You'll hear a lot talked about unique selling point and, and all those kinds of things. It's difficult to find that, but try and find it in your own way. What is different about you that you can offer to the sports industry? So for me, it's about offering crisis management. Um, offering crisis management services to people who know that, but not just liaising with journalists, but I know how to liaise with members of parliament and with sponsors, and I know how to work with employees of companies as well. That makes me different. I can offer something across the communications mix. What can you offer that is different that would be appealing to somebody to work with you? That is a great piece of advice, Amory, and I really do hope the listeners take that on board. I certainly have just now. Out of interest, how can people interact with you online? Absolutely. So I'm across all social media channels. My company name on Twitter and on Instagram is at AmberGlassPR. You can also find me online, which is www.amberglasspr.com. And I also have my own personal channels, which I talk a lot about sport on as well, uh, at Anne-Marie Batson. And you can find me there on Twitter and on Instagram. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Anne-Marie, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you, Ed. Wow. 
What a fantastic interview from Anne-Marie, and I really do hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. For me, the biggest learning lesson I've taken from this interview was understanding how sport has grown. Yes, public relations has a big impact in sport and in any industry with regards to how news is promoted in today's society. But from a career perspective, I really do hope you took on board Anne-Marie's pieces of advice about how you can have an impact in the sports industry. Yes, we both have passion, but how do you fit in? How do you create a purpose in the sports industry where you provide value to the industry going forward? That is the real art when pursuing a career in this industry. And it's something I have certainly developed and certainly got a better understanding now when I first started, when I left Durham University. It's all about the value that you put in, which you can help others in the sports industry going forward. So I hope you've taken that piece of advice from Anne-Marie and apply it to your sports career journey going forward today. And good luck. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Anne-Marie said, find something that is unique to you about working in the sports industry. It can be difficult to find, but try and find it. Because what difference can you offer when working in the sports industry going forward?